Welcome to the MD Show. You are in the zone with Bianca Banks and Jasmine Shannon. Two women touching on current and cultural events, discussing generational perspectives. We are mother and daughter, women of color on our grind. Buckle up your seatbelts and welcome to the, the MD Show. Welcome, welcome to the MD Show here on Dash Radio Boomerang Station. I am your host, Bianca Banks. And I'm your host, Jasmine Shannon. Happy Tuesday. Hey, how are you? Oh, my goodness. We have so many exciting things to talk about, right? Yes, so excited. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to just, let's give a little download. We're going to talk about um, the Omnicron. We're going to talk about favorite Christmas dishes. We're going to talk about this fight with Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, who's AKA my baby daddy. (laughs) Um, And we're going to talk about something that is so fun. The first ever LA bowl. (laughs) Yeah. The Jimmy Kimmel LA bowl. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, so we're going to start there. So this is like, um, Oh, you know what they call it? So anything that's first, it's like the inaugural. Mm. So this was like the first inaugural bowl. This is a lot of first. The first inaugural LA bowl. It's the first collegiate bowl that was played at the SoFi Stadium, which is our new brand new built stadium. And um, and it's the first bowl that uh, Jasmine got to go to here in L.A. Well, the first kind of, you know. Well, the first bowl in LA, kind of, but right. Right. Most importantly, my my alma mater, the Oregon State Beavers, got to play in this bowl. Unfortunately, they lost. Um, It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, the fact (laughs) that they even made it to the bowl, you guys. The last time the Beavers went to the bowl game, drum roll, was when I was a junior in college in 2013. So, wow. like, you know, like I was at the bowl game in college the, at the last bowl. Um, and then before that, it was my sophomore year. Um, we went to the Alamo Bowl. So, like, this is huge for the for the Oregon State Beavers, the program. Um, they, they killed it this year. Their recruiting's like, you know, doing a lot better. So, in general, I mean, it's just a really great experience for them. And then, you guys the Beaver team got to be on as well as the other team, but they got to be on the actual Jimmy Kimmel show. So I think this bowl in general is just going to bring a lot of money, you know, to the Inglewood area, to, um, to um, any team that comes. I just think it's a super awesome bowl for any team that gets to make it. Yeah. So of course I have so many questions. I'm so excited and so amped about this. So it was funny because first of all, I love Jimmy Kimmel. I think he's great. And I love Guillermo. So did you see Guillermo? Yeah, Guillermo was there. And Demi and Jimmy is so funny. Like um, he ended up creating his own mascot. Yes, the the vomiting. The vomiting vomiting camel. camel. (laughs) Well, first, okay. So, you know, I did some digging. And so he was saying that, which is, this is why I love him. He was saying that ever since he was 52, which was last year, He's, he's dreamed of having his own college bowl game <laughs> named after him. So, and he said he built like this. Did you see like his um, t-shirt shooting thing, his cannon? Yep. I was standing right there when that happened. <laughs> 
literally. So he, he wanted to create like a really outrageous way. You know, you guys like the typical like t-shirt, um, you know, launchers at the games. He decided to create like a pirate's cannon that you like. Well, I guess, I guess you kind of have to because like you have to get it up to the people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, well, it's so funny. It was like, you know, like, you know, like in Popeyes, I think, or like in those cartoons where you like light the, you know, the wick at the back of the cannon. It was just like that. It was hilarious. So he had someone light the wick in the back, and as it, you know, you know, went down, the <laughs> the shirt shot out. So it was really funny. And he's, what? Just, he's so sweet. <laughs> the dancers got to take pictures with him. The cheerleaders got to take pictures with him. And there, I have some background tea. The um, Oregon State, you know, cheer coach told me that they had a meeting with Jimmy Kimmel's team and both of the both of the cheer and dance coaches from both teams were on this Zoom call. And they were like, okay, like, let's figure out like how we can work Jimmy into like your guys's halftime show. And the the Utah State team was like, we do not want um, that camel around um, our team at all. Um, we do not want any vomiting camel, um, near our team. And Jimmy's team was like, um, this is Jimmy Kimmel. He's going to do what he wants. So, like, so then, so pretty much so, Jimmy ended up doing everything with Oregon state because he didn't, yes. he was like, I don't want to be with the Aggies because they're, yes. they're giving me problems. So everything he did where he sat, where, you know, he interacted only with the Oregon state side. So that was super funny and really awesome for us. Oh my gosh. No, I, I love that. And, you know, I don't know. I wasn't feeling the Aggies. I was like, wait, I felt like there was like a couple of fights that were going to break out. And like, it was crazy. I was like, what's going on over there? But I am so proud of you because you just were so involved with the process, with the dancers and the cheer and you guys did the choreo and helped them. And I'm like, look at my baby shining. <laughs> Oh, you're so sweet. Yes. Manifesting lots of positive things and lots of successful things for, for, for our family and for baby Kai Kai. I know. Yeah, it was so dope. I was like, okay. So I totally regret not being there, but you know how I am, right? <laughs> so guys, here's, here's, because- a little, here's a little tip about my mom. Her attention span with sports is about three seconds. So, you know, I was like, mom, I don't have anyone to go to the game with. Like I have two tickets, but like who should go? And I was like, well, I would take you. But I know like, but let me tell you guys, you totally should have went mom. The SoFi Stadium is crazy. They have like a makeshift champagne bar that like the, the, uh, the Cosmopolitan in mm-hmm. Vegas. So they pretty much reenacted that, that, like that big chandelier bar. Did you see it? Yeah. Were people in there? Yeah, well, they so like it wasn't fully open because you know it's like the bowl game. We only probably filled up the first two levels of the entire stadium, but they, you know you can see it and, and like it's only for champagne. So people know that they can like get only champagne there, and it's like this crazy like you know like you know sparkly. It it just I was like wow. Then there's like two like clubs, like the the Ultra Lounge. And one other um, club where like there's tables there. I mean, it, I mean, it honestly, I was like, this is crazy. And then it took me like 30 minutes to get from like one section to another section because it's so big. Wow. And then there's like, and there's like a little lounge on the field. I mean, it's just honestly so well built. And I'm really glad that the Olympics are coming because I think that that's like one of the main reasons why we built Mm -hmm. built the stadium. It's really, she loved it. Okay. Well, yeah. 
so this is my, this is my thing. You know, I can't, I, I would go with you, but I want to be able to leave when I want to be like one time we went to the Rose Bowl and I felt it's like, and I hate going to anything at the Rose Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, because getting in there is primarily easy, but getting out of there is like a nightmare. And when you're Ubering out of there, it's like the Uber could be like on one other side of the, you know, stadium. You could be on the other side. It's just really, really difficult getting out of there. So I went with her to a bowl game and I got trapped and I knew I was like, you know, like the later it got and like more towards the end, I was like, let me try to start my way out of here before this gets like completely chaotic. Right. So I finally leave. I get out of there before the game ends. And like two and a half hours later, Jasmine's like, I finally just got out of here. I'm like, this is why I don't do that. You know what I mean? I got I to gotta leave and I got to know I can get out. And so I know with you, like you're saying, it's like, you don't want to rush anything. You love sports. You want to, Jasmine will be there till the end. She'll be there at the beginning. She, and it's like, I want to go, <laughs> you know? Let me tell you. The SoFi Stadium is definitely built for you. I also went to the suite because um, one of my good friends um, had a suite. It was very nice. And there's also a lounge that has very nice suede chairs, mom. So I think that there's places that we know that you can go in the future where you'll feel like there's space. And honestly, getting out of there was very easy. Yeah, you know, well, this is what happened, you guys. Let me tell you my SoFi story. I have been to the SoFi Stadium. I have not been inside the SoFi Stadium. But I could see from where I was standing that it was very nice. But what happened was my son was going to um, a championship game there. And I thought that was kind of cool, too, because... You don't, I, I really feel like they're utilizing our stadium for, you know what I mean? For a lot of good and really letting like the citizens and the people of the city use it. Um, yeah. And even like at the game yesterday, they had a, a local Inglewood dance team perform at halftime. And it was like from ranges like ages three um, to like you know, high school to like 17, 18. Look at the and little three-year-old. And it was the cutest thing there. <laughs> you know, I talked to them and actually our really good friend, Roshan Bradley, her um, niece um, oh, was in that was in the, in, in the dance team. And she was actually there. Um, I know. But, did you see, did you see Ro? No, everyone didn't realize I was there till after. Cause also our good, friend, our good friend cause, from Drew yeah. was also there and I didn't even know he was there so I think um and I general, know girl I, I was like if I knew you were gonna be there I definitely would have showed up <laughs> right right no exactly like you know and you know so it's like in general it was you know an amazing amazing experience and uh, you know uh, piecing off of what you said I'm glad that they're like reaching out to the local Inglewood community to do these type of performances, you know, just like they would do at the Staples Center. Yeah. So, so when I went that one time, so I didn't go in, but I was waiting like for the ticket office to open because I had to get my son a ticket. Like they sold out of tickets online and the only way that you could get them was at the stadium. So I went there. This is what, this is what mothers do. You know what I mean? And 
as Cairo grows, this is what you will do for Cairo. But I had to go there and stand in line for three and a half hours until I got my baby a ticket. And that's what you do as parents. So I stood there and from me going that one time, I learned um, how to like how the parking works. I learned how to, you know, navigate through the parking lot and I learned where all the exits were. So I felt like, you know what I mean? I, I was comfortable with that. And I say that because one of our other friends went and they were like, it took us, you know, like two years to get in there and two years to get out and the parking was crazy and stuff. So I can appreciate it. And I guess to your point, I'm so happy that the city built the stadium there and I'm glad they were using it. And we'll be right back after this yeah. quick break. Welcome back. I'm laughing because our producer asked, do we need a break? And I'm like, no, because the sooner we, we can have this show, the, the sooner, sooner we're going to get to the mimosa. <laughs> Why are we on the same page? I'm like, we're trying to go. I'm like, you guys, we're trying to, we're trying to start our Christmas break. We're trying to get to the brunch. Yeah. So listen, you guys, we're, I'm taking the family, you know, I work really hard and I, I love sharing the fruits of my labor with my family. And so I'm taking everybody to Calabasas for a few days um and it was funny because one of my best friends was like is your mom going I'm like you know my mom ain't going there <laughs> you guys one day we're gonna get Nana out the house and <laughs> we're just gonna put her in there she's not gonna well, I, I definitely feel like she wants to go I just think that you know and I'm like this in a sense too like I like being home because like I have all my things you know what I mean like I I 
you know, it's like, you know, where everything is, you're comfortable, you're at home. And so I think like, that's how my mom feels. She's like, she probably would feel like she would be leaving something behind, you know? And, and I think too, like, you know, it's like some of the, some of the older folks, they don't, they would rather just stay in their house than go to a hotel and, you know, do deal with the hassle of packing and blah, 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 and sleeping on, in an uncomfortable bed. And, you know, so I get it. Yeah. But we are going to spend a few days together and it's going to be so much fun. We're going to bring all the kids and I just can't wait. I can't wait to just put my feet in. <laughs> so let's move on to you guys, this Omnicron. We talked about this last time. Um, Yo, like I know five of my friends right now that have COVID and I was so afraid to go on this trip without my booster. And, you know, we, as you guys know, if you guys, you know, know about our journeys and our travels and stuff like that, we do travel a lot. And I was like, I'm not going to go around anybody unless I have this booster. So because my friend got COVID and then like two of his friends got COVID. And then one of my other, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get, like, I literally drove directly to the hospital and I was like, give me the booster. So what were your side effects? Did you have any? What happened? (laughs) You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. And this is like, you know, I guess you're not supposed to have this, you know, kind of thinking as a healthcare person, but I was like, you know, I, you know, it was really tough at first to like even just get one shot. You know what I mean? Like people were kind of cutting and, you know, like creating documents to say that they were working in this industry or that industry. And, you know, it was like, now it's like, it's just, you can go anywhere and get the booster, you know? So, but I just felt like, let me just hold out as long as I can, because I honestly, I felt like, I'm not going to lie to y'all, like, I felt like I, my body has been different since the first vaccines. And, um, you know, so I'm like, let me just hold out as long as I can. Like, I already have been fully vaccinated. You know what I mean? So let me just kind of like roll with that. But once my friends started getting sick and they had also been fully vaccinated, I was like, okay. And I started listening to like all this, um, these, um, these like reports that I get. And it was saying that like, if you've been fully vaccinated, you still have like a 30% chance of contracting Omicron. And this virus is like this strand rather is like way more easily, um, spreadable than like the first COVID-19, you know what I mean? So I was like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like I got to really do what's right for my family. I got to do, you know what I mean? What's right for, for, you know, for the older folks that are around me. So to answer your question, my arm is sore and, you know, I still kind of feel a little like boozy, but I'm good. Yeah. Like even, um, one of my good friends that's in the dance community, she has it. And she's like, a lot of the dance community has it too. So I definitely think that the spike of it is about to start, especially with all this weather change, you know, and, and her symptoms, she is fully vaccinated. 
and her symptoms are just a, like a, a head cold. But still, she that, that's the diagnosis that they gave her, even though her symptoms weren't like the typical no taste, no smell, can't move, no body aches, just like a cold. So I think that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely circulating and it's definitely growing. But um, as I was entering into um, our recording session, um, I read up on this virus and it says, you know, there's like a 90% chance that this booster still isn't going to protect you from not getting the Omicron. And it's just kind of like, and this is why, and, and that kind of feeds into probably why people are just like, well, what do I do? You know? And it's like, what do we do? And I guess the best thing to do is stay safe, especially during the holidays, stay with your immediate family and just, you know, be, you know, be considerate and protective. Yeah. Like I, I totally get that. I, I think that like, there's no, you, you know, you could still contract the virus, you know what I'm saying? But I do think that if you're just covered, then you're a little bit more protected. I don't know. You know what I mean? If they're going to say in a few more months, okay, there's another strain and you have to do another, like, I don't know how much more, you know, I, I'm going to really go through. And two, we don't really know like the lasting effects, you know, of, of this vaccine yet, because it's just so new, you know, but I will tell you this, I'm a little like scared because um, like some of the shows on Broadway are closing already. Like there, you know, there's like a couple football games that they've like postponed. Um, on the East Coast, there's like some restaurants that are closing. Um, two, um, Harvard and Stanford are both telling their students spring, the spring semester of next year, they're gonna be completely remote again. So I'm like, what's happening? And, and I'm kind of like a little sad because my son is graduating this year. So I'm like, is he about to be on remote graduation? <laughs> you know, and it's like, all oh, the little people. I mean, that would cut down on like, you know, some of the drama, like, okay, you got to get your outfit. You got to, you know, then you got to part, like that kind of stuff. I can't stand, you know, but I do feel sad for him because I want him to like be able to go through the ceremony. And so now I know how people felt you know, that they just had to do it online. You know what I mean? So we oh, yeah. will I, see. And I even remember like, you know, my good friend, she graduated from her master's program and we had the graduation at the house, you know? So it's like, I mean, you know, there's ways to make the best out of it. And obviously we've all practiced being inside already. So I guess we, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if we're going to go on a full lockdown and I'm kind of nervous about it. Like what if, what if it go, gets back to that? And mm -hmm. then you know, then, then, then how do we control it moving forward? Well, I, this is why I'm scared because I feel like there's all these different, like, are we going to ever be really rid? And they, they say, no, they say, no, like, we're really not going to ever be, you know, COVID free, but I do feel like, I don't know why it's like mutating like this. And I don't know where all these other strands are coming from. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of scary because you never really know, like in six months, are we going to have another strand? Are we going to, you know, are we going to not be able to really ever be completely immune from this? And are we going to have to have continued vaccinations? I will say that my son now is fully vaccinated and I'm so, so proud of him. Like he was just like nothing, like, no, like it didn't hurt. My arm kind of hurts, but not really, you know, but I felt like it was really important for me to 
vaccinate him because I, you know, again, we travel a lot and I just did not want him to get sick, you know? And it was really interesting too, because like we were talking with one of your friends and she was like, no, like, I'm not going to, you know, immunize my kids. And I'm like, well, why not? Like, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't make sense to me. Just go ahead and at least get the first dose, you know? Yeah. And I think too, it's just, you know, everyone has their own reasons and opinions, but but at the end of the day, it's like our focus is to keep each other safe and keep life living as normal as possible you know without people getting sick yeah are you guys gonna get the booster I'm not sure just go ahead and get the booster child I'll probably wait (laughs) just like how you waited I did well you know what though it was a long time for me like I was fully vaccinated by January you know what I mean so it's for me it's coming up on a year I was actually, I think my first dose was like December the 16th. So that's like right around here. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? About, yeah. And we're about five months out from our first one. So, yeah. So I, from, I was from, like, sorry from being fully vaccinated. So, yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, I think I've held out as long as I can, you know, but my, my, my really good friend that has COVID right now, he was like, you know what, B, like if I did not, if I wasn't fully vaccinated, he didn't have the booster, but he was like, if I wasn't fully vaccinated, I would definitely be in the hospital. And he's like really going through it. So I am, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, again, we have to, we have to remember guys, like just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you're not, or you can't get it. It just means that your your symptoms won't be as prominent or pronounced, supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? It's like how when my grandma got chicken pox twice, you know, <laughs> didn't you give her the chicken pox? <laughs> I think so. But also after after I um, Cairo was born, they told me that now I have to get the vaccination for the chicken pox again because I'm not immune to it anymore. Like what? Oh, really? Yeah, they're like, we have tests showing that you're now, you can get chicken pox again. I'm like, what? Oh my goodness. Don't be over there giving my baby no chicken pox, child. (laughs) Anyways, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about my baby daddy, Tyron Woodley. (laughs) Back in a second. How you living? I heard you got more room, no roofs, no ceilings. You need a space to grow, now you have no limits And I don't even think I've been the same since you were missing I changed for love like did it, yeah. Cause I know you ain't had to take that, take that, yeah And I was thinking maybe if I gave you time Maybe time could erase that bad stuff But I been took that love And now I'm here problem solving until this shit add up Cause I've been through a lot this year You've been through a lot this year When it come to the fights this year Who really pay the price this year? I keep tryna fight these fears Like sleep I don't quite get here I had to be right here I had to be right here You live in my mind Red free I admit it was my pride And let you leave I done filled up all my time Just to feel empty you don't pay me no money and still be still 
back with you, the MD Show. I'm your host, Bianca Banks. And I'm your host, Jasmine Shannon. And we're about to be talking about my baby daddy, Tyron Woodley. What happened? Say it isn't so, you guys. So I'm like, I mean, I know all, what happened. He got knocked the fluke <laughs> and sclops out. That one first of all, he said, I'm, I'm going to bed. First of all, I'm like, Jake Paul. I'm like, we are we about to start taking him serious? Because you know, at first it was like, okay, you know, he's like the social media dude, turn boxer. You know what I mean? And he's like kind of like won like every fight that he's fought. You know what I mean? So wait, did he win the fight with Mayweather? No, uh, that right? was that wasn't a real fight though. That but was, still, did he win? It I think it was a draw. Oh, that that was that my producer saying that was his brother. That was Logan. Logan. Uh, That was Logan. That was Logan. And then then do we remember producer what happened? I think it was it didn't. I think I mean, I I feel like Floyd Floyd won won that. Yeah, I think Floyd won. Um, But yes, but every single fight that Jake has fought, it's been a KO. They haven't even finished the fight. Yeah. Oh, the Floyd lost. Okay. And I'm like, wait a minute, y'all. We're about to start taking these two serious. <laughs> like, first of all, let me talk about my baby daddy. So you know that he is like a mixed martial artist, like, you know what I mean? Like a deep, like he is, he does like everything. He does like karate, he does like taekwondo, he does like, you know what I mean? Like he's has like all the belts and all the titles and all that kind of stuff. Yes. I read that he's a four time he's held the championship four times and in the UFC or MMA, whatever. I know he's with UFC and he's like a beast. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love him. He's a beast. He's like a super like workout King. He's strong. He's, but you know, anyway, he got knocked out. I'm like, what? So according to my uh, research here, um, Logan and Jake did wrestling as kids. So there is some type of, you know, passion that started at a young age in regards to the coordination of what, you know, aggressive sporting, that's what I call it, aggressive sporting um, is. And they, you know, they, they were big wrestlers. So I guess that's why they continue to take on you know I mean like Mm -hmm. because they're both in it Mm -hmm. I just can't believe it I'm like and then you know I was like okay well let me really like get into this so Logan is 26 I think and Tyron is like 39 so we're like the same age and then he's Jake Jake is 26 Jake yeah whoever you know it's like but I should start paying attention to them now because I'm like these boys are really killing the game you know so anyway and then Jake is like six two Tyron's like five I think he's like five nine or something like that so I was like okay did he have like reach over him did he you know what I mean and I know that Tyron is he's heavier because he's like a different category of a fighter altogether but I y'all I was so shocked when I saw that he was knocked I mean not only did he win he got knocked all the way out like sleep but you had heard that it was like fixed 
I saw this morning that it was rigged, but I mean, I mean, I mean, you can't rig a knockout. I mean, unless he literally trained to act <laughs> how to fake a knockout, but yeah. yeah. Cause like, what, what is that? What does that really mean? Does that mean that like, you know, I'm just going to fake lay here? <laughs> right. Cause I'm like, mm, no. And let me tell you guys, practice makes perfect. Some people, you know, do this for a whole life, like Venus and Serena and Tiger. And some people can just like get into something and they just kill it. And it seems like that's what's kind of happening for these Paul brothers. You know what I mean? I'm like, they're serious, yo. And I just honestly, like, I want to give props out to them. I'm like, I think that people really were, you know what I mean, underestimating them. I think that they were kind of making fun of them. Like, okay, now they're going to, you know what I mean, go over to boxing. But it's like, they're proving, they're sh- show and prove. They're proving that they got skills and I'm not mad at it, you know? Well, I think the one thing too, that's kind of weird about this whole thing is that like they, you know, they brought like this, like, social celebrity vibe to the boxing world because of the pandemic when it's like mm. such a serious sport because it's like yeah you're you're fighting you know the woodley but then you also fought dave east who's a rapper like a couple months ago or there you know it's like it's there's all it's like um it's like it's kind of like trump it's like we're bringing like this like celebrity funny like this is a joke mm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i'm gonna take on a serious role when I have really no experience. You right. You know what I'm saying? And then they were like, we're here to kill. <laughs> right. And then Trump was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Hey. That's the difference. You know what I mean? I am not mad at that. I'm like, I think these, I saw on the news too, that he had like, or somewhere I read, I think they're like selling that house. Didn't something happen in that house? Like, was there like a raid or something? I think so. I think they there was a raid. Um, I don't really know what happened with it, but yeah, it definitely was something going on. But in general, like the Paul brothers are known to be really cocky and, you know, they have this like stigma with them. So I think that that also follows like the negative energy with the situation. Cause like Jake's known to have like two or three girlfriends and like, you know, just kind of does whatever he wants cause he's paid. So mm-hmm. They were over there in the, in the Calabasas in that house. Yes, but then so does Floyd, you know, Floyd, you know, then there's Floyd. He's does the same thing. I mean, I'm not really mad at Floyd. You know what I'm saying? But one of my friends told me the other day, which I had kind of like known this from another story that was told to me, but that like his uh, baby mamas or whatever, um, or girlfriends, I think even like they can never, like they have to sign this contract and they can never like, ever be with anybody else like ever so it's like Hugh Hefner well I don't know if it's like that because Hugh Hefner was like you know he was really nice to them and he like released them if they wanted to go like Kendra you know met Hank when she was still living in the mansion you know what I'm saying so and he um supported her and he gave her away for you know their wedding and all that, you know, they, I actually listened to an interview with her recently and she was, she's like, um, you know, obviously like she was one of his favorite people, just not the girlfriend thing, but just his favorite people. I think he left her like a ton of money too, but, um, she was talking about her experience when she was living there in the mansion and like, 
how when they found out they were going to have the show, like what, you know, how she was going to be portrayed or what people would think because he had multiple girlfriends. But I don't really think that it was like, you know, I don't I don't even know if he could really even like perform at that age. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just like he liked certain people for companionship. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't even think it was like anything sexual. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, at that point, he wasn't he in his eighties. Because then it like then it become like Papa Hefner. Then it was like Papa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kendra was really like the one that really, um, was became like the favorite. You know, and I've always loved and just respected her and admired her. Um, and I don't know why. I, it's just like I just feel like she's just real and down to earth, and I really have enjoyed her and watching her grow and watching her grow into a woman and then into her marriage. I don't think she's divorced now. I'm not sure, but anyway, she was she's um she's gonna be a realtor now. And she's starting, um, she's doing a reality show based around that. So that was like what the interview was about. And I'm like, okay, Kendra. I can appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But speaking of the Calabasas girl, let's talk about this real quick. Um, Kim Kardashian, yo, I, again, people find it problematic. You know what I mean? That I always like support her or them. I think they're fantastic. I think they're great. I think what they've done is phenomenal. I think Chris is a beast. She's a genius. She's a Scorpio. And um, Kim, like, you know what I mean? She just got like the icon fashion of the year award at the people's choice awards. She was, um, I think she was recognized like for, at the Kennedy honors. Like I'm proud of her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like, I mean, yeah, people give so much negativity towards them because I mean, they're famous off of like being with multiple people, but I mean, like everyone does that. They're just making a, a living off of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like about sharing, which also is like a very tough decision as a family to decide like, hey, we're going to make money off of sharing our entire life. Any, anyone really could do that. Any, any celebrity could do that, but they just don't want all their dirty laundry out there. You know what I'm saying? And these Kardashians and Jenners have decided that they're going to make a living based off of that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just interesting. Um, well, I think, I think it's good. I think it's, yes. What you're saying though, is that anybody can do that. But I think the trick here was, was that they did it first. You know what I mean? And it's like so many of them and the dynamics are so um, just really unique compared to a lot of other families. You know what I'm saying? And first, first I feel like it's different because it's women mostly, you know, Rob is, you know, like usually you have um, the males that kind of like, you know, play like, you know, are the forefront or the leader of the family, but it's really just Chris, you know what I mean? And then Bruce, but then Caitlin, and then, you know, they had a mixed dynamic. And this is why I say that I feel like it's important for women that are in those roles that are especially um, not women of color. I don't know if we would categorize them as people of color because they are um, Armenian, right? Yeah, that would be considered color, right? Yeah, but then 
I guess, well, I guess Kendall then and Kylie would be like half. Right. You know, cause of Bruce, but yeah, it's like, I, I just really think that it's important for people that have that much influence over a vast um, age, age range, you could say, you know what I mean? Like they influence people of all ages at this point. You know what I mean? Because even like with the skims, it's so cute. Um, all the little baby stuff that they're making and like the mommy and me outfits and like all that kind of stuff. And then even like some men's stuff, you know, it's like children are watching them and they're really enamored by the makeup, the beauty. It's a, they're, they're a beauty brand all in it's on its own, you know? Yeah. Beauty, fashion, all of that. And, and, and it works. And it's like, Kim's looking better than ever, child. Did you see that, that blue one, that blue dress she had on? She's, it's like. She's like, she's like, I'm a lawyer. Talk, I passed the baby bar. I'm oh, filing, that was. I'm filing, that was I'm filing right. for divorce. And um, yeah, I'm single, please. I'm like, and she's, she's running like, around with my other to, baby daddy. She's trying to get it done now. You know what I mean? And she's running around with my other baby daddy, P. Davidson. Lord Jesus. It's like, how come I can't have one, either one of these people? But anyway, so yeah, that was, that was my next prop to her was that she passed the baby bar. Finally, she, this is like her third time. You know, it's hard. I think they say New York and, and California have like the toughest bar exam to pass, you know? So a lot of people, well, one of my, my god sister, she took it and passed it the first time. Cause you know, she's brilliant. So she wasn't going to have any problems, but I do know people that have taken it like three, four or five, six times, you know, it's well, and hard. I think there's, and I think that there's nothing wrong with that too, because then you kind of learn like, okay, obviously you want to pass it the first time, but obviously it's also a something that, you know, I'm not a good te- test taker. I've never been a good test taker. Uh, so I think that test take t- test taking is definitely something that you have to practice. And when you haven't been in school for a really long time, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's always easier to jump into something like that, right? At, you know, so your brain has already exercised that muscle. So yeah, she definitely did it in a very hard way since she hadn't, you know, been in school for a minute as well. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of her. I am. It's like, one of my girlfriends was like, I was like, oh, let's go in here and get some skims. You know what I mean? Because you know, and you guys know you got to go to get the Fendi stuff. But we go in there to look at the skims and she's like I just don't want to give them any more money like they're already just so paid and I'm like this stuff is good though you know what I mean the 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 good America what's Chloe's good America good, good American. American but that goes for any like designer brand if we're gonna say it like that it's like I mean Versace already has money but you know we see we, we keep buying Versace or Vera Wang still already has money but we keep buying Vera Wang you know what I'm saying it for any famous brand anyone can say oh well they already have money so I don't want to buy it but what it what it is is that it's good quality it's good it's good product it's 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 amazing product so it is sell out whether it's Kim Kardashian behind it whether it's Cameron Diaz whether it's you know like I think anyone who was would be selling skims it would do well yeah and it's like honestly y'all just to Jasmine's point, this stuff is so comfortable. I love it. I love it. I encourage you all to go out and look at skims, buy some little matching stuff. And it's affordable. 
You know what I mean? Not not the Fendi stuff. The Fendi stuff, she she went ham on that. But the other stuff, it's so cute and it's good and it snatches you up. So treat yourself for Christmas and help help those ladies out. <laughs> so exciting. And it's not really even like about the stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's like I, I really I'm at the point in my life where I I have to like when I wake up every morning, I thank God, you know what I mean, for everything and all of my blessings and my life. And then most importantly, we want to, you know what I mean, be thankful for our health and our families. And, you know, I'm just thankful that everybody is safe and everybody is healthy. And I pray for my health. And I want to give to everybody. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily want to receive, but I want to give you know? So that's kind of like the theme of this Christmas. Um, but I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about like cra- uh, crazy, fa- uh, favorite Christmas dishes, because I'm kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah, like, I don't really know what to do y'all. Like maybe y'all could DM me and help me out. So I want to make something, um, for Christmas, but I want it to be non-traditional. You know what I'm saying? Like, meaning, like, you want to do, like, enchiladas? Like, like, I don't want to do, like, you know, like, the yams, the, you know, like, the macaroni and cheese and, the like, all that. You know what I'm saying? Because we already did that for, for Thanksgiving. So I felt like, well, maybe I'll do, like, a meatloaf and mashed potatoes and, like, some nice, yummy Brussels sprouts, you know? And I don't know. Like, I'm just looking for ideas. I mean, and so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you know, one, one of my friends and mac and cheese again is, is also really great. <laughs> one of my friends hit me up and he was like, do a crab, uh, crab dressing, you know? And I'm like, Ooh, that sounds so good. Or even a crab boil would be really cool. Like with the corn and the potatoes. That would be perfect. The only thing in that I'm totally down with that. The only thing is, is that my mom, um, is allergic to shellfish now. So But I've done this before. I did like a boil and I did like sausage. I did the potatoes, the corn. um, And I I think I did sausage. And I can't remember what else I put in it, but that was really good. Maybe we could do something like that. That way it's like a one pot and you're done, you know? Yeah, I think another (laughs) thing that I've done too was like a kind of like a a chicken boil where I put potatoes, corn, and, and chicken breasts. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. in like a foil, but then I like put chicken broth at the bottom. And so then the potatoes and the corn were soaking. And- mm-hmm. That sounds so yummy. I just can't wait. But then I'm like, okay, am I just getting ahead of myself? Because one of my boys, I was with him yesterday and he was like, do you like to cook? And I was like, I absolutely love to cook. But for me, I have to make like nothing else. I can have no other obligations. And I have to completely solely be focused on cooking the dish because otherwise it turns into like a sloppy situation and it may not turn out a hundred percent. So I was like, I'm going to start Saturday. I'm going to do my meatloaf. Um, One of my friends gave me a recipe for meatloaf. So I'm super excited. And but I don't know. This meatloaf is like usually I do like this tarragon meatloaf. This meatloaf has like cilantro in it. So, but it um, I don't know how that's going to turn out. But I'm kind of excited about it. I'll let y'all know how it was. Um, but the, anyway, 
I felt like, am I getting ahead of myself? And should I just go and pick up food again from somewhere else? You know? I mean, I think Christmas, we you have to cook. <laughs> it's just always, it's like, I'm always trying to like figure out how can I simplify my life? And then that way I can get more rest. <laughs> right. But I think too, like, it's all about prep and all about what you decide to make. So like mac and cheese, you know, takes two seconds because mm-hmm. you know, it's good and quick. And then even if what you, you know, how we do in the past is get the meat pre-made and then just do your sides. Like just how you said, you can even get the meatloaf done and then just make the mashed potatoes and the breast. So I think there's ways, or even like with my gumbo, I've, I've found ways to, to speed up the process. So I think that, um, yeah, but I know that the, you know, Bri, Brian, Nana love your home cooked meals too. They love those meals, don't they? They are so spoiled. So do you. I did too, yes. <laughs> it's so funny because when I say oh I'm gonna cook this you'll be like oh my god or if you're in the house and you don't know that I'm cooking yet and like you'll start smelling it and you're like what's that and it's like because it's you know what I mean it it's it's interesting because everybody can really say like certain smells kind of like trigger certain memories and thoughts of like when you were growing up and you know what I mean hopefully good memories you know and it just makes you like so fuzzy and warm and you know what I'm saying yep so my, my um, favorite Christmas dish that I normally make is, is gumbo and mac and cheese with cornbread. I, I, I'm going to think I'm going to have to bring it to Santa Rosa this year because we're spending Christmas in Santa Rosa this Christmas. And so I told Dylan's dad, I'm like, I'm going to make some gumbo. And then that means Omi's going to test it out. She may look at me crazy. I don't know. I'm scared because Omi's the real tester. So I think I do have to make it. So then she can give me some tips if it doesn't, you know. Well, Omi is Dylan's grandmother. So um, to just so everybody knows who that is. Yeah. But do you, so you're going to, you're going to make it when you get there though, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, cool. No, I thought you said you were going to make it and then take it up there. I'm like, no, I'm bringing bringing the recipe to Santa Rosa. Like I'm going to, I'm bringing gumbo. The, you know, you know, our famous Grand Nana's gumbo to Santa Rosa this year. So it's going to be worldwide soon. Yeah. You know, that gumbo recipe actually uh, um, is in our family. And my Aunt Daisy, who's like the best ever, she's like kept all of the family recipes and all of the traditions going. And she's like, is awesome. Like she's been written up in the paper. Like everybody knows about her. And she um, is just such as a, like an angel. She opens up her house and her home to um, the homeless. And she cooks these crazy, crazy, crazy meals. And when we were there um, a couple months ago, um, we had the the special, special treat of going by her house and just enjoying like all those things again, that trigger memories because my grandmother made, you know, all those dishes and she cooked like that. And my aunt carried on those recipes from my grandmother and from her mom. So, which is my grandmother's sister. So it's just, you know, it's just such a treat. So I, want to which I will do I have to have her to send that recipe to you so that you can make sure that you put everything in there you know because I don't know which version you have right you know what I'm saying well I have the Nana version that's in her head yeah and it's and it's really interesting because for as much as my grandmother cooked which was pretty much every day my mom does not 
look like that. And she didn't when we were growing up. And I'm like, what's that all about? You know? My so, mom what never, you guys, so what would you guys do? Well, my mom was more like, that's why I was like, I want to know what version you have. Because she was more kind of like the easier. She wouldn't do like the long drawn out cooking, like all the steps. She would probably, like you're saying, just do like a quicker version. But my mom's dish when we were growing up, like her thing that everybody loved, that she would always take over to my grandmother's house was the okra. I hate okra. I can't stand okra. I think it's disgusting and slimy. But there is one place here in LA that does this like um, okra gumbo and it's like vegan and it's so good. Like, and it's crunchy. So, you know what I mean? Like it just, and it's like like, a fried, a fried okra gumbo. It's not, it's not even fried. It's just, they've managed to get it crunchy and they like, it's like in this um, tomato sauce, but it's like kind of, it's just really good. It's a gumbo, but then they put it like over the rice. It's just, really good when my producer comes next i'm gonna bring him some but that is slamming that's the only okra i'll eat i hate okra i hate it and i love all vegetables you know what i mean you heard it here first i love all vegetables i mean i was vegan i was you know and now i'm like mm, i need some meat okra, you know okra i can do with rice and some tomatoes and onions i'm, I'm not mad at it yeah, yeah. But we're going to be preparing for our um, wedding bodies coming soon because yeah. somebody in the new year has something to look forward to. And that would be a wedding. Yay. I'm going to tell y'all, I'm not looking forward to the price. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm really I'm like this. Me- no, you know what? I've totally resolved myself. Like, and I feel like going into the new year, I feel that there's a couple things that I'm going to do different. Like, I feel like when I'm actually like in my office at work, like you, those are the time, like you don't spend a lot of money. You know what I mean? Cause you're there, you're consumed all day. You don't spend, you're not going, you're not lunching. You know what I mean? You're not lunching with your friend. Like I was so pissed last night, y'all. Like I went out with my two friends and they were, they were like, we have dinner reservations. And I was like, okay, I'll come by for like a comfort cocktail. And I ended up, paying half the bill and I'm like I didn't even eat <laughs> so I felt like that was raggedy you know what I mean and it's uh-huh. like that it was raggedy but those are the situations that you'll save yourself from you know if you just can stay away so I feel like I'm in this new year one of my resolutions I want to stay really focused on my career I want to stay focused on growth I want to stay focused on saving Cause I got to get ready for this wedding. <laughs> yes. Then, then for my new year, I'm just going to continue to get closer to God. That's super. I know strange. that's right. That's mm-hmm. like always, I mean, that's, it's not really a new year's resolution. It's an always resolution, but more of a reminder. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we all, I think, I think that's like for us, I think that's just like a standard. You know what I mean? Like we always, that's always at the top of our list. It's like an unsaid list of like, we have to spiritually continue on that journey. I know like for me, I don't quite do a lot that I used to do, but I'm going to be, you know, going back to that and, and really focusing on, you know, what's important. And God is first. And God is first. <laughs> and this holiday, of course, we're celebrating baby Jesus when yep. he was born. So happy birthday to him and we are so excited to 
for this Christmas and so excited for this new year. And we hope everyone has positivity, success, and love this holiday and this new year. Yep. And we are also celebrating baby Cairo's first Christmas. (laughs) So that is going to be great. And then his first little new year too. Oh my goodness. Thank you for listening. Please do not forget to follow us. It's Bianca Banks on all social platforms, The M&D Show and Jazz Nation 2 ends. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) You know, Christmas was made for the children. (laughs) Destiny's children. G Christmas. Destiny's child. day of Christmas, my baby gave to me A pair of Chloe shades and a diamond belly ring On the seventh day of Christmas, my baby gave to me A nice back rub, then it massaged my feet On the sixth day of Christmas, my baby gave to me A crop jacket with dirty denim jeans On the fifth day of Christmas, my baby gave to me The one that he wrote for me Feel so in la 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 love If he only knew what he does to me My man, my man, my baby Oh, it makes me feel so good I'm so in la 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 love How I love him for his generosity My man, my man, my baby Baby gave to me a candlelit dinner just for me and my honey. On the third day of Christmas, my baby gave to me a gift certificate to get my favorite CDs. On the second day of Christmas, my baby gave to me the keys to a CLK Mercedes. On the first day of Christmas, my baby gave to me quality T.I. and me. Oh, 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 oh,